I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Featured Anime Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm Rick. And today's a special episode. Not only was it my choice. Which makes it special by itself. Exactly. But also joining me in person is Rick. Pleasure to be here. Very nice house. Thank you, I guess. Yeah, no, I was I was expecting like a trailer, but whatever. Well, you've been here several times before. That's true. That's true. I was still expecting a trailer. Uh, but at least for me to sleep in. Yeah, I'm 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 considered a second class uh plebeian? Plebeian, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> I I I prefer a ditch. It's going to be warmer for you. Could be. Just cover me with dirt. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, it gets cold out here. You don't need to breathe. <laughs> just dig me up when the podcast is there, you know, just thaw me out a little bit. Remind me what we're supposed to watch, and we can just keep going. I won't have amnesia, at least. Ah, uh, much like our main protagonist, at least the key one. Yeah. Uh, Golden Time came out in 2014, October. It ran for 24 episodes, and the producers for it were Genko and Star Child Records, with a studio of JC Staff. Slight correction. It came out in October 2013, ran to October... Or ran to... Uh, March 14. Right. Yes. What did I say? You said October 14. Ah, okay. My bad. Yeah. It originally came out in October 2013. Um, the genres for it are comedy, drama, and romance. And if I'm not mistaken, you would even uh, include... Slice of Life. Only because it's your choice. And it, it gives me that kind of feel. I'm, I'm really surprised it didn't have a Slice of Life thing. Schizophrenia as well. But, um, well, you know, I mean, much like, uh, the eighties amnesia was everywhere and every single case was unique. Yeah. This is not unique. This is, this is anime. This is anime. (laughs) This is very much a soap opera. Yeah. It played out like one, although unlike the soap operas that I used to watch when I was a kid, these actually kept my attention. Like it, it was, there's a few shocking points that I was not expecting and I was very, very pleased to see it did not give me book or it did not give me a cliffhanger. It gave me bookends. That is one of the things that I really enjoyed is that it gave bookends rather than try and uh, pretend it was going to go on for another series or another season. Yeah. What's uh one of, one of the things that that really speak to me in the very beginning of the show, how it really starts off is you don't know the main protagonist, Bonri, has amnesia. Yeah, that comes almost as a, a second secondary thought, which I thought was really a, a unique way to present this. Um, so in the first episode, he's late for his college exams or college entrance orientation. And he shows up late because he just moved to Tokyo. And his first thought as to try to figure out where where to go would be to ask someone, right? I mean, that's the logical step. So he went and asked someone and they told him exactly where to go and no story needed to prove. Actually, that's not what happened. That's what should have happened, but that's not what happened. What happened was he overheard creepily, I might add, overheard two young ladies talk about going to the exact place he needs to go and then decides, hmm, instead of asking, I'm going to creepily follow her. And he even I knows it's creepy because he's like, this is creepy. If someone sees me, they're going to have questions. But this is how I got to do things. Yeah, which brings to question his uh, overall sanity and mental well-being, like right off the bat. Because I don't know about you, but in 2013, which is uh, seven years ago from the day of this recording, technically. Seven years. I mean, technically, it's closer to six years because it's October 2013. Fair. But yeah. But still, they have smartphones. He even has a smartphone. Even if you were to take into consideration that he is poor as hell, comes from a poor family, and got in on some random luck into this college highly expensive and prestigious college exactly um he follows them into a 7-eleven-esque store that (laughs) has maps in it yeah 
And the only reason they went into the store was because the girls on a whim without realizing someone's following them. And actually there are two people following. We'll get to that. But how do two girls oblivious enough to not notice two people following you? Well, in all honesty, the first Bonry, the main protagonist, he's following the girls. Yeah. Our next protagonist, because there's uh, four of them total, well, three of them total, eh, four, four. Yeah, I think um, four would be accurate. Uh, Mitsuo is following Bonri. So Bonri is following the girls, and then Mitsuo is, is following Bonri. Okay. Exactly. So so they're not being followed by two guys. You have a guy that's creepily following them instead of asking them how to get to where they're going. And then you have a guy who's creepily following a couple of girls following him creepily, who you know within five minutes of the show and them meeting that he's actually pretty wealthy. Yeah. So he should have a phone by himself. He should have one of the phones we don't have yet. Exactly. The other thing is, is that when they go into the 7-Eleven-esque store, there are maps. So even if he was too scared to ask him and he walks into the store, instead of being worried about trying to continue to follow them creepily, he could have bought a map instead of ice cream. But good, good looks on the girls, though. Maybe they realized this was going on and like pretended to make a fake purchase only to return it and run. But they go into the store and they're like, huh, I want ice cream. And Bonnery's like, I don't want to be suspicious, so I'm going to grab ice cream too. They walk up to the counter and then get a text. You know, you can't see it, but I'm doing air quotes. Get a text and return the ice cream and run out the store because so-and-so is supposed to meet them there like two minutes ago. So they're in a hurry. So for him not to be creepy, he kind of has to pay for the stuff, which stalls him just enough to lose where everyone's going. Exactly. And he's outside eating his ice cream, his his fail ice cream, you know, sad and going, I don't know where to go. And this other dude, which happens to be Mitsuo, show up and he's like, so uh, what's up? Starts eating ice cream next to him. And you find out that Mitsuo also doesn't know where to go, which is kind of weird to me because not only did is he wealthy and he should have a phone, he went to the orientation and I assume attended said orientation. So they should have told him where to go. There's no reason he should have been following Bonri. Exactly. And that's one of the things that I actually have an issue with. Right. So why at that point, like you both have money, you both have at least enough money to scrounge enough money together to at least buy a map. At the very least, you should not be creepily following people in general. Just throwing that out there. It's weird when you do it even unintentionally. When you're doing it intentionally, it's just that's even worse. Yeah. Um, well, they find somehow this is the part that I don't get. They somehow figure out how to get to the college. I think they started like they think they saw somebody else walking and were like, oh, let's go follow them because that worked so well the first time. Right. Exactly. So anyway, they're on their way to where they're supposed to go. And that uh, you find out that uh, Mitsuo comes from a wealthyish family, had a very prestigious school life. And he's going to the second rate college university because of issues with the opposite sex. Um, better known as he was being stalked, even though that's not what you first think. Yeah. When, when I first heard that, I'm like, so he's a sexual predator. Yeah. And he's trying to run from his problems. Like that's kind of a weird way to introduce a character who looks relatively straight laced and, and I would say in the story land, he's kind of handsome as far as that goes. He was made to look not kind of like, well, actually kind of like a model considering the job he takes on later. Um, and he, in the middle of him explaining that he's got, you know, opposite sex issues and doesn't and change schools specifically because of that, a taxi rolls up and this absolutely drop dead, stunning, gorgeous chick hops out of the car. And you're like, wow, this girl is in all white with roses. And you're like, whoa, this is pretty serious. She walks, she walks up and then without an introduction, smacks the crap out of Mitsuo with, with the, roses. the roses. And she goes, by the way, I dethorned them on the way here so they won't scratch you. Congratulations on your entrance. Yeah. And so that's your first real, that's your first real introduction to Kaga. 
who's also a, a very prominent main character. I, I would say the very two top prominent main characters are actually Bonnery and Kaga, simply because it really does revolve around them. It, it doesn't start off that way, but it eventually gets there. And it gets there quick enough yeah, for you to like be able first, to... First four episodes. Yeah. So um, Kaga actually <coughs> went to the college because that's where mitsuo was and in her mind said that she was actually going to marry mitsuo because they've been together since they were children and she knows everything and you learn exactly how much that is it's everything she could recognize swim trunks that are mitsuo's from the look just hey those are mitsuo's and he's like wait what yeah yeah he got those when he was in seventh grade you're in college now how do you remember that yeah i wouldn't remember that heck i wouldn't remember what i wore in seventh seriously though i mean i was a lot smaller so i probably ripped them but (laughs) still like how how and and i I, ah, just thought of something why is mitsuo given his seventh grade swim trunks to a full-grown college student because why why do they fit because Bonry is the size of a seventh grade student. I didn't get that. Like, I felt like he was a full grown, like, you know, kid, like a full grown guy. Yeah. But it um, just, yeah, that just occurred to me. That's, that's. I don't know. I, I don't even think, honestly, I don't remember them exactly specifying or calling out the exact. Middle school is what I got out of it. Yeah. But okay. At some point. They, yeah. He had a couple pairs of swim trunks. And so Bonry was wearing one of them. <laughs> uh, so. Also, within the, so in the first episode, we've already talked about Kaga, Bonri, Mitsuo, but there's one more character that just barely gets introduced at the end, and her name is Linda. Oh, Nana. Yeah. Yeah, so the reason why they call her Linda, or at least she introduces herself as Linda, is because her name is Nana Hayashida, and she goes, for whatever reason, everyone just calls me Linda, and so that's what she's called. And there's actually a side character whose name is Nana. Now, interesting thing. Here's the interesting thing. Um, There is actually a series called Nana, where both main characters, whose name is Nana. I was going to say, they're named George, huh? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, So what's even more interesting about it is that Nana, the supporting character Nana in this, who's a punk rocker-esque. Like heavy metals. She, she, I had to look this up because I was like, there's no way this is real. Um, she is a scream rocker. Yeah. Like that's, that's the genre of song. You just yell into a mic screaming it. And ironically enough, you can actually damage your vocal cords really severely. Oh yeah. Um, by doing this the the wrong way. Yeah. Um, so be careful when you try it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they kept the portion where her look and style is almost exactly what it is in the Nana anime. Really? Yeah. In the Nana anime, she is also in a band and she is a punk rocker band. I'm thinking you might have gotten some inspiration from that. I was wondering why you brought that up, but that makes perfect sense. The correlation, who knows, could be the same Nana. No. Unfortunately, I thought about that, but Nana is not her real name in this anime. Uh, it's just her nickname. Okay, fair, fair. Anyway, um, so this is, again, in the first episode. Which so, is really great at setting up a premise as to who everyone is. Yeah. But what really makes this anime different is that as it progresses on, that's when uh, the stories and information about the characters and their backstories and how they know each other or or what's going going on with them really comes to light and it it does it in such a way that it's it can definitely become confusing if you're not paying attention if you skip an episode you're going to miss some stuff exactly because they will reference it at some point in some way even subtly which i thought was really awesome but at the same time kind of genius yes because this is a 24 episode anime they didn't have to rush anything i I almost wish they did some parts but they didn't have to rush hardly anything and there was still very little filler going on yeah if any well i mean i would i would argue that the beach day was was a filler but there was one and every anime that i've that i've seen recently has a beach day right but the beach day really helped set up the uh the the growing portion of it for kaga it really it really set it up so everyone's going to the beach they're all having a great time it's raining or whatever and so you know hey bonnery goes "Ah, let's have some fun whatever this and that and it sets it up 
to where everyone's going home and she because the whole time kaga is saying she's an adult she's acting like she's an adult she dresses and and all this other stuff her whole mentality is that she's an adult everyone else is like telling her hey you need to take a beat easy take it back or this and that and like tries to talk to her and things like that but she just does whatever and she she feels like she can get away with it with no consequence well what ends up happening is while she's driving she actually falls asleep everyone else is asleep bonry he's tired too from the day he's starting to fall asleep and then you have kaga while driving falls asleep and bonry because he has this dream for whatever reason for whatever reason uh wakes him up and he wakes up just in time to hit the brake and to save everyone exactly we'll get to that because that that was that was pretty powerful but yeah that was definitely a growing point for for kaga which that's also a great setup for how she truly recognizes herself and how bonry actually feels about her yeah it's it's this is a really in-depth anime like you if you watch this and don't feel anything, I don't know what to tell you. Exactly. It didn't make me cry. No. But it definitely made me feel like, what the hell? Right. Like, why? What, what's... It made me question a lot of things. It made me more angry than anything else, if, I, if I'm being honest. Okay. Um, but, so, g- moving... moving. So, let's go ahead and take a look more a little bit at, at Bonri, specifically on what brings us to this point. And you find out, I want to say what, episode two or three, something like that? I would say probably episode three. Okay. So the the theme is Coco has, Coco, Koga, Koga, sorry. Kaga? Kaga. I, it's, it's a vowel. K-A-G-A, <laughs> Kaga. Kaga um, is just pestering Mitsuo. And Mitsuo from most of the anime is is called uh, Yana? Was that Yana? Yana, mainly because of his last name, and his last name is Yanagi Sawa. Okay, so it's just a shorter version, just to, to yeah, honorific and stuff like that. You find out that she is so focused on Mitsuo that she's willing to go to great lengths to knock everyone else out of the way in her own life. She only needs Mitsuo. She doesn't need anybody else. So she seems very unapproachable. And it's it's remarked a few times. And one of the only people to actually approach her is when Bonri's talking to her and he's starting to feel sorry for her. And this lady comes up and says, hey, we're starting a club. We want you to join. We're from another campus, but we're all in the same branch. It's a three day, two night, and we provide everything. You just got to show up. We'll take you. For the first trip. For the first. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Little asterisks there for the first trip. And uh, they're all sanctioned. So they fill out all their information. They do everything like that. And uh, the time comes and um, Kaga decides that she's going to go. And Bonri decides he's going to go. And um, their mutual friend, 2D-kun, um, goes. Now, he he's named 2D-kun mainly because he decides he no longer wants to deal with 3D girls. He's only with the 2D world, which was hilarious. And um, so they go and we find out that it's not an actual club. It's a cult. And surprise. Yeah, that that, that was a, a twist I wasn't expecting. And in an effort to save everybody, when they find out it's a cult, like it's an indoctrinating thing. They've been there for the last couple what, hours, four hours, something like that. Four yeah. hour video they had to watch and they're sitting down for dinner and they're like, I kind of want to go. And they're like, actually, you can't. Everyone says that at first. We'll sue. Yeah, we, we've got that covered, too. You'll be fine. Just stick with us for the weekend. And uh, if your still- mind, your yeah. mind will be opened. Yeah, yeah, you <laughs> And um, at that point, that's when Bonry changing some of the names or or changing some of the details just enough he uh, to make it so that way he's more believable. He's like, I really find my place here because of this. He actually goes into some detail saying, I suffered an accident. I have amnesia. I remember nothing from a year and a half ago, which is all true. What's not true is that he doesn't feel at home here. He doesn't 
really <laughs> want to be there. He's just using himself as a scapegoat because his story is true. Giving everyone a chance to go. He goes, so for everyone that doesn't want to be here, just let them go. And all the cultists are like, yes, we really should focus on him, really cultivating him. And he, we can learn from his story, too. And at that point, when everyone's gone, basically, it's just Bonnery there. You turn around and Kaga decides, like, oh, I actually want to stay, too, and this and that. She walks right back in to the lion's den. He's like, are you are you dense, woman? I don't actually believe this. I'm trying to get you guys out of here. I'm trying to save myself. But that, I'm trying to save us all because I can escape later. I'm sure of it. I just got to let them trust me. But with you here, we're going to have some issues. And she goes, you're thinking too much. Yeah. And 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 uh, they actually do escape because he already built the trust. He's like, hey, I'm an amnesic kid and I actually feel at home here already and this and that. He's like, oh, we need to put her bag with all the other ones. Give me the key. And they don't think about it. Giving them the only key, basically, yeah. to the bag room where all their private information is, too. And that's how they escape. And they grab all the personal information, grab... I think they leave her luggage there, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, they just start running. And they're like, crap, we gotta get them. And so they, the cultists take flashlights and start chasing everyone. And it's really tense. And then when they get far enough away, they actually have a heart-to-heart talk. And you realize, no, that he was being serious. Like, the amnesia thing is real. And and that's really at that point when Kaga really starts connecting with Bonri, and that's when you really start learning about him and his growth. Yeah, and as they're running away, they 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 actually find Linda, and he goes Barbara, and you, she's like, no, no, it's it's Linda. And as much as I'd like to say that that didn't affect me. It affected me a whole lot later once I realized the significance of that. Yeah. Because she's like, oh, you should join our club. The entire time this is going on, everyone's trying to recruit them, which is why they got, um, I guess, abducted. For some reason, I I don't know. I, I guess that joining a club in college and apparently high school is really important to everyone. And they're real aggressive when they try to to, to it's, recruit. It's new like people. that for a lot of people. I remember back in high school, it was like that for me. A lot of people were trying to recruit me for their club because you do have to have a certain number of members and keep interest going in the club. Otherwise, the club shuts down. I did not know that. Yeah. So you you can't have a club with like one or two people. Well, I was you, I was part of a really popular club. I th- I think we all know uh, the chess club. Yeah, actually. <laughs> it's super popular even to this day yeah yeah well you know I, I still get calls back for those epic epic tournaments the golden days golden time if you will yeah. <laughs> no um but yeah no so linda is in the festival club and basically they just dance and throw festivals it sounds kind of awesome i'm not gonna lie i might have even you know watched but <laughs> there's no way in hell I would dance with him because I, I, I would be a robot very much like Kaga. um, Kaga's new nickname, um, Robo Kaga. And it would, uh, Robo Coco. Robo Coco. Yes, yeah, sorry. So long story short, they do join that club eventually. But um, you find out later that the amnesia part is incredibly prominent. And I want to say in an episode later, you see a phantom image of himself. Yeah. And it's actually the phantom image really comes up when uh linda is visiting uh bonry's neighbor nana. nana and so he actually goes outside he's he sees her and and they're talking and then he just snaps and he goes i want to go back and and he immediately snaps back he goes what did i just say what what happened and linda without blinking an eye just says oh you've nodded off for a second why don't you go back to bed Ooh, that's sinister but she also she also understands why she needs to do that because it's just going to cause confusion for him because he doesn't remember her and you learn that linda was his high school love interest he loved her deeply in a very similar way well not a similar way but a similar emotion that Kaga has towards Mitsuo, where they they were always together, they were always, like, it was assumed they were boyfriend and girlfriend. 
and you find out through like flashbacks that everyone's very dishonest with themselves. Yeah. The only one that actually was never dishonest with himself was Bonry. No, that's not true because um, Linda was talking to a bunch of her school friends in a flashback and she was like, no, I don't like him at all. And then you hear her present day person saying that, no, that was all a lie. It was actually completely reversed. I liked him a lot. And well, it's not even present day. It's she, uh, they flash forward like a week because he's hurt by what she said because he overheard her. And so she said it's completely reversed. And so at that point he forgives her because she was saying like, he's like an annoying brother and this and that. And she knew how he felt, but he couldn't believe it because he, he was hurt. And he, and when, uh, the day before the accident, he actually said, I need to have an answer. You can't leave me in limbo anymore. You know how I feel about you. Will you will you be with me? Will you go out with me? Yes or no? I need an answer. And she goes, give me overnight to think about it. And that's when they have the accident. Yeah, he's waiting on the bridge they're supposed to meet at. And part of the reason that Linda is beating herself up, I would say, is she was late. And some person on a motorcycle was driving on the bridge and he fell off, hit his head. And he lost who he was from that moment back. Or so you he thinks. Because that phantom image that you're seeing occasionally, who's literally cursing him, he's like, how dare you take my body? You're an imposter. I'm going to make your life a living hell. I'm going to rain the most unlucky actions in your area until I get my body back because you stole this from me. And, and it really plays throughout and, t- and and it continues on. And sometimes even uh, that old version of Bonnery comes back. And when he comes back and when he actually does come back, he takes over the body and he doesn't remember what happened after yeah. the accident. He knows from the memories of the accident and before, but nothing after that. Well, he doesn't even remember the accident. He just remembers being on that bridge. Well, and he remembers being knocked off and that's it. But because he constantly re- remembers it and even the ghost, the spirit, he goes, I'm looking at myself at that accident. But what really happened, what's going on is when he actually comes back, he forgets everything that's happened for the last year and a half, which is why maybe because of that accident, he had developed a split personality. Yeah, that's why I was saying more schizophrenia than amnesia, because it's not one of those things that you can just cut a chunk of your life out, you know? Yeah. And and you can't photocopy yourself and, and superimpose yourself onto your memory bank and it's, you know, overwrite, things like that. And whereas with a split personality, I, I would assume that's possible because you have yourself thinking it's completely normal going through life, creating these relationships, specifically in this anime, the relationship with Kaga. They get to the point where Kaga realizes that she doesn't love Mitsuo. She loves the idea of him. And she never gave her chance, she never gave herself a chance to look at somebody else. And when Bonri was so close so often, she, I guess, developed feelings for him. And he confessed first. He says, look, I love you. I need to be in your life as your boyfriend or not at all. This is too painful to to go on this way. I can't pretend anymore. And she tells him no, like I can't do that to you. I still love Mitsuo. And while she's lying to herself, the audience knows that. But he's like, "All right, fine. Forget I ever existed." Yeah. And, and that's a huge theme. That is. That is a very huge theme. He's like, "Fine, don't 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 even talk to me. I I can't do it." And and when he walks through and he's basically ignoring her that's when she really realizes like when when it's like in that context she's like actually i do when when that's happening i i do love him yeah i I can't actually imagine myself being without him and so kaga develops those feelings and realizes that she does love bonry she also doesn't understand, though, because Bonnery's still keeping it a secret, that he's slowly starting to regain his memories. And 
or not regain his memories, I should say. The memories are taking over. Taking over, or he's understanding how his life was before. So he saw a picture of him and Linda from high school, and Kaga saw it, and he didn't say anything to her. She just took it from the apartment, hoping that he would be willing. And when he finally talks to her about it, he goes, I don't know. I know that the old Bonnery loved Linda. I love you. But sometimes my body, my, my heart screams for Linda and it breaks her heart. And in an effort to try and smooth everything over, he tells Linda who, after he realizes that they know each other, he needs her to pretend that they never knew each other before. He, they, they need to act like they're complete and total strangers and it's this anime makes it feel like people think it's just that easy like i can pretend i never met you i never knew you like for instance you jack if we got into a fight and you're like forget i ever knew you i'd be like what the hell stop being an idiot i might have to come smack you around a bit get smacked myself but it, it wouldn't be that simple because people fight for relationships they care about. Not that I'm saying that you're not sexy or anything, but... Uh, oh, yeah. Just not my type. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, I mean, you think, you know what I mean? Good friendships are worth fighting for. And even if something were to have happened to, let's say, my memory, there are people in my life who would not stop until I either regained the relationship I once had with them, or I regained my memories of that relationship. You don't give up on somebody if you care. And Linda obviously cared. She did, but also at the same time, she was struggling with herself in that she didn't really fight for that relationship. She didn't fight for it, mainly because she felt guilty. And she She, blamed herself. Exactly. But all the more reason to try harder. Exactly. It's a, this show, honestly, as a whole, really touches on a lot of points. And it doesn't really make you emotional and, or, or cry, even though it has some points where it can sucker put you right in the gut. Yeah. But it's it's one that, that really causes you to reflect because Bonnery's going through the whole range of emotions of trying to understand who he is and and trying to fight off the memories that are coming back and it and his friends mitsuo and the supporting character of uh oka and tootie they they don't know like uh 2d he kind of has an idea he doesn't know if it's real mitsuo he doesn't know at all (coughs) and Oka, she doesn't know it at all. And Oka is a, a supporting character who is in there kind of throughout throughout it because she's in the same club as Mitsuo. She was she was a weird one. I, she's like you, you got introduced to her by like a cute little girl who claims to like both boys and girls so long as they're pretty. And then Mitsuo confessed love for her in front of Kaga in order to tell Kaga to hit the road. Like he's over her to prove it, and it it, it fell flat. And she's honestly the only tragic story in the entire show, in my opinion, because while everyone's dealing with their own crap, she actually did like Mitsuo and her feelings were left, I guess, on hold or un, un, unrecognized. Well, she does eventually move past it. So her and Tootie actually do... I feel get together because Tootie does like her. Yeah, but that doesn't happen on screen. You just have to assume it does. You know. Well, you also start getting the feeling that that's what's going on because of the relationship and the talking that those two are having too. I really hope it does because Tootie is is a decent guy, kind of weird but decent. And um, Oka, Oka, <laughs> I keep thinking her name is Oka Chime or something like that. <clears throat> um, Oka is a really awesome person. That, for lack of a better, I guess, way to put it, hides behind her camera. She's in the film club, and she has uh, this camera that she, I guess, lives through in the sense that someone who's not a part of 
life, someone who's afraid of being left behind. She wants to really record basically memoirs of everything, like moments, emotions, and everything else. That would make sense because her parents kind of moved out, which gave her... That makes perfect sense. Gave her a sense of abandonment issues. Yeah, she didn't want to move. She wanted to go to the school that she was already admitted to, and her parents moved. So she was in this house alone. And you and you learn that late, pretty late in the series. Yeah, it's kind of a weird time to flesh out a character, you know? But it makes a perfect point, too, at that time, because when she does her radical change and she's trying to struggle with her own emotions and she sees and Oka sees Bonnery and Linda talking, she uh, basically accuses him of cheating and secretly, and she even says this, I was actually happy and I hope you would break up with Kaga because then Mitsuo wouldn't be pursuing Linda anymore because yeah. Mitsuo, uh, being a part of the film club, is doing everything he can to try and get close to Linda because he he likes her. He wants to be with her. He wants to spend time with her. But Linda is so focused on Bonri. Yeah. And so what ends up happening is when it really starts picking up steam on what's going on, um, just before uh, Oka did that, before she walked in on him, Bonri has an episode where he actually recalls and remembers everything. And the current mentality of Bonri completely disappears while they're in the middle of an event while yeah. they're while they're performing and he freaks out and runs because he doesn't know where he is he doesn't know what's going on he doesn't know anyone around him or why he's dressed in the way he's dressed and he runs and then linda follows him finds him and says hey uh what's going on? Are you okay? This and that, you know, Kaga's looking for you. And when she says Kaga, that's when it triggers for him. That's when he remembers. And he switches back. And, and he goes, I, I, I'm, I'm remembering everything, but I'm forgetting everything that's going on. And that's when he really struggles too. He goes, is the current me going to disappear? Cause I don't want to disappear. And that's something that's for him very real. And it's a very true fear because if he does get, regain his memories, the current Bonnery will completely disappear. At least that's what you're led to believe. That's what I think happens for a little bit too. But yeah, no, that's when he starts to really get scared. Like I might not be here and I don't know when that's going to happen. And so he starts like doing memoirs, writing stuff down. He even starts uh, the with Oka recording himself with a message, not only to himself, but to his friends that he knows he's going to lose. And what triggers him having Oka record this is when he and Oka were at his apartment, she arrived just beforehand because she wanted to, uh, uh, or he wanted to, she arrived just beforehand because he invited everyone to his apartment because he wanted to tell everyone what Kaga already knew is that he has amnesia and that he actually doesn't remember anything and he's struggling with that. And while he's sitting there talking to Oka and Oka wanted him to record her in the middle of the recording, he stops and says, who are you? Why am I here? What, What's going on? And then he just huddles over, dropping the camera, which then shows him yelling for Linda. And then Linda, who is next door with Nana, comes running over and he finally remembers and he goes, please don't tell Kaga that my my memories are returning. I want to be with her. And at that point, you you learn that it is a very real and it will happen quick as to what's happening. And everybody else sees that too, except Kaga, or so you're led to believe. Yeah, she actually finds the video and she... Breaks up with him. Exactly. She takes the initiative and she... Which surprised me. I, I, I thought she would fight a whole lot harder, if I'm being honest. I thought she would fight at all. 
but she just cuts ties and I guess feels a little betrayed because he can't tell her. No, actually, why she was uh, breaking up with him is because she feels like she is the problem. He he was prescribed anxiety medication because of all of this. Yeah. Because of everything that's going on. And what's really happening is that he's struggling with it. And that's why he was prescribed anxiety medication. But because she feels like he's so worried about losing me and that's what she got from the video. And having seen that he was taking anxiety medication, that he is so worried about her and that he loves her so much and he doesn't want anything to happen to her. She breaks up with him, hoping that alleviates the anxiety and stress and and the weight off of him, making everything easier for him. Well, pretty soon, really soon after that, um, while everything's starting to finally, he's finally realizing what's going on fully, and he makes that video. Mitsuo still doesn't know. 2D still doesn't know. But he's going to meet with them again and apologize and really kind of go through it and, and have Kaga there as a mediator because he wants to really talk everything out. Because also Mitsuo found out that he knew that Bonnery knew Linda and he doesn't know the story behind it. Well, while he's standing in front of the station and Kaga is walking up to him, and this is the part that really hit me, like right in the heart, the pain that she felt. Because he always said, I will never forget you. I will always love you. You are you. We are meant to be for each other. She's walking up with Mitsuo and he says, who, who are you? Why are you talking to me? Where am I? What's going on? To the woman, he openly stated several times that he loves wholeheartedly. The pain that she felt is unimaginable because they loved each other deeply, like insanely deeply. And he runs away and then Linda actually finds him. And when they're driving by, going back to his apartment, he sees Kaga crying like almost inconsolably crying with Mitsuo right there because he said straight to her face he said straight to her face who are you and didn't even know her after she had said it's me Kaga and Mitsuo at first thought it was a joke and then realized from her crying so deeply that it wasn't a joke I feel that's like right when they decided that it was going to be all on the table you know what I mean and he comes back to his senses literally long enough to finish what he had to do. And he got his affairs in orders in order, called everyone he needed to explain the situation. So everyone's on the same page. Everyone knows that it's not an if, it's a when. He's going to forget everybody. And he I would say it's more like a last will and testament, just writes everything out for him to self to remember. And he gets Matsuo to help with the film club that he's been filming essentially to try to get close to Linda. He's been filming the the festival club. They get kicked out because Bon Ri and Linda run off. The original group still danced and stuff like that, but their association was shamed in front of the greater clubs. And, and this they, is the first time that he forgot. Yeah. And um, what ends up happening towards the end, what for the last hoorah, uh, Mitsuo helps bring back uh, the the status, the support, if you will, for the festival club by recording and showing that they actually do take pride in their work. And during the final performance, yeah, this part got me. Bonnery finishes up the performance, and he called his mom. He said, "I want you to come pick me up." And at the end of the performance, and this also got me too, he f- completely forgets everything for the last year and a half. He regains his memory and, and everything from the year from, from before the accident. And he looks at his mom and he goes, I'm home. And right there, it hits Kaga again that he now completely forgets. Yeah. The significance of it is as he's doing his dance in the festival, they pan to the crowd like they're really trying to make you like feel and everyone who has been in his corner from none other rocker to her friends and all of his friends. They're just watching him dance and he's going, this is not a bad life. 
And then at the bottom of the screen, you have the caption as he's fading into white. He goes, when the dance was done, I was gone. Yeah. And so he goes home and he and Linda basically pick up where they left off in high school. Kind of. Because she didn't give him the answer. She never does. She doesn't until the very end. She gives him a answer when they're on the balcony and she goes, my answer was no, of course. Yeah. Which, which was a lie. Yeah. But, but it really, at that point, when he's finally home and they pick up where they basically left off before the accident, before that he wanted an answer, he uh, gets a knock on the door at his home and it's Kaga. And now one thing we didn't mention is when the cultist event happened, she had a, a, a mirror a mirror and she... Um, had given uh, oh, Bonnery right. yeah, she- a copy or, or, or uh, the exact same one that had please always remember me written on it. And so he saw that mirror in a box. It didn't have the writing on it, but it was a mirror. And when she came up, she's like, hey, I wanted to return this DVD to you. It also had the mirror in there. And she, he goes, oh, no, isn't this this your... Isn't this yours? And she goes, oh, yeah, no, I'm sorry. I must have accidentally dropped it in there. Oh, it was intentional. It was intentional. It it was intentional. What's making this, this scene is very emotional, too, because when he shows up and she wants to return it, he goes, oh, you must be Oka, calling her Oka. And then Linda comes up and you can see Linda's eyes. She's like, no, that's the love of your life. That's not Oka. And and the gesture, the slight gesture from uh, Kaga is, no, no, it's okay. I I just wanted to see him one last time. And then she asked, like she... Kaga says specific things like trying to trigger his memory, which, you know, God bless her. That was a good move as far as the writing goes, because that's like the last ditch effort you got. She says something to the effect of, hey, isn't there a famous bridge over here? And I'd like to go walking on it. And he goes, oh, the bridge I fell off of? It's right over there. Yeah. And they they leave cordially and she's just like walking. She gets in the taxi. The taxi drives her away assumingly to the bridge so she could walk across it. I I guess that would signify to her that it's like finally done. What's interesting though, what really jogs his memory is that mirror and the fact that he says on the back or sees on the back of it. Remember exactly. And for whatever reason that just jived with him and he went upstairs, he's going through his stuff and he opens up the, the box and sees the mirror and that's when it all starts rushing back to him. Well, no, he the, the, here's here's why I think it was schizophrenia. He opens up the mirror that's not broke. Uh, sorry, the, he opens up the mirror that's not broken at all. And as he's looking at it in his mind, the mirror shatters and everything comes back. Well, it's because he was remembering his own mirror. His mirror was shattered, and that's the one that had the writing on it. Yeah, and and so he remembers that, and then it goes back to solid, and then he starts going. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, "Oh shit. I got to go to my girl. That's my girl. Fuck. I need her I need her to get to her before she leaves me forever." And so he starts running, and Linda chases him because he's in slippers, and she chases him and throws these sneakers at him when she finally catches up to him because of course, you know, he falls cuz, you know, you're in slippers. Yeah. And so he falls, she throws him at him, and she's I knew I bought these for a reason. They're to get you to your love. He puts them on and runs, and when he gets to <laughs> when he gets to the bridge, he sees her and he's screaming and he runs to her. And in the middle of the bridge, there's a super fog. And you're like, what the hell's going on? And you see different images of him. And as he's walking by them, they all disappear until he faces himself at the very end. Himself wearing the exact clothes that he did when he lost his memory. And then you see Linda, for some reason, hug that version of him 
and say, you stupid idiot, my answer was yes. My answer was always yes. And my answer is still yes. It's yes to you, my love for you, but also to your love to Kaga. And it's also a yes to me, and I need to be true to myself. Yes. And I can only imagine that means she actually liked Mitsuo. And so she was just going to to affirm that that relationship was okay. Yeah. And and at the very end, you really get that because rolling credits, everything like that, she and uh, uh, Linda and Mitsuo make eye contact. She blushes. He's looking at her. And you know that they're going to get together. There's no question about it. Yeah. Um, but... Also, you watch the video of him having recorded everything that went on, that video or that uh, DVD that she was uh, returning to him, and she's sitting there, Kaga is sitting there with him and, and just completely happy and content because he finally did remember her. Just like he always promised. Oh, I, sh- that, I forgot. So their promise was that so long as he does not forget her, she will always be by his side. And love him. And love him. Yeah. And when he doesn't remember her, she will be angry and she will hate him until he does remember her. Yeah. But yeah, so they're looking at it and he goes, and this one I wanted to tell, he says, and this one I wanted to tell Coco, Kaga, sorry, Kaga, you know what? I'm actually going to tell her myself. And that basically sums up the story as a whole. Uh, So on a scale of up to 10, how would you rate this? Uh, Honestly, um, eight, eight. If I had, it's between an eight and a nine because that it was just awesome. I love it. Um, I would actually have to agree with you. Uh, I would, uh, also say an eight. It's, it's a great show. It's wonderful. I love it. I just have a, I just wish there was some clarification on whether or not it was split personality or just a a struggle with competing memories and that's it. And then we got a conclusion on whether or not he remembers everything while keeping his new current memories. Yeah. At the very end, it was weird. You felt like they merged into one, but there was no real, there was no real like resolution. Because you know who who's still there. The one that loves Ko- Kaga is still there. But you don't know if the one that loved Linda is. And that, that I, I can see that being frustrating. Yeah. So, next week is your choice, sir. All right, my next week's choice I found from a thumbnail. Kind of looks kind of cool. Um, we're going to find out how it is. The name's really hard to pronounce. It looks like Namu Abidabutsu Utena. And from what we've seen, it looks like it's based off of a game. Uh, it's 12 episodes long. Um, looking at, uh, oh, April of 2019 to June of 2019. So it's fairly new. That should be good. It is. Um, it looks like it might be interesting. I don't know. Uh, hopefully it is based on fantasy. So, I mean, like it is a genre fantasy, so it's based on a game from the looks of it. (laughs) Fair. Uh, so why not? Yeah. I'm always up to try new things sometimes. Always and sometimes. Yeah. Anyway, I believe that's, uh, that's it. That, yeah, that's all the time that we have for today. Uh, Hope you enjoyed this week's choice. Uh, if you have any feedback on what you feel like we didn't cover enough, if you feel like uh, you can reach out to us via email at featuredanimepodcast at gmail.com. You can even uh, tweet at us at those anime guys. You also can uh, join us in our Discord server. Link is in the description. And you can even leave us a voicemail. Link for that is also in the description or in the show notes. Until next time, I'm Jack. And I'm Rick. And we'll see you next time. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.